Welcome to Maria the Star, a fashion and lifestyle podcast where I give you a glimpse into my life as I grow my passion for fashion. Hi, everyone. So before I get into this episode, I do want to say that I was a little bit off the map uh, podcast-wise this past week. Usually, I like to put out episodes Wednesday and Saturday. If you've noticed, I didn't put out one on Saturday. Um, I was super overwhelmed and busy with everything that any free time I did have. I was so exhausted that I just didn't want to do anything. So I was like, okay, it's fine. Let's take a break this Saturday so that I can put out a good episode the next week without feeling rushed and super overwhelmed. So with that, let's get into the episode. It's no secret that politics and fashion go hand in hand, and I thought that there was no better time to talk about the relationship between politics and fashion than a historic new presidency that we have just begun this past week. Although the United States politics aren't the only fashion influences in the world, I'm going to be kind of focusing on that today. In today's episode, I will talk about the political climate and how political figures have a tremendous effect on the fashion industry. So let's first begin with how the political climate overall is going to affect fashion. So something that happened pretty recently uh, a couple years ago was the 75th annual Golden Globes. If you remember that, the dress code was all black. And that was to shed light on the Time's Up movement that was really picking up speed. And it was a movement against sexual harassment. Um, In the film industry, it was happening so much. But the people, the harassers, they were such top. They were top people in the industry. So everyone pushed it under the rug. And, you know, they, the women especially, they didn't know what else to do. So they kind of went along with it. But it finally came time for them to say stop. And so the 75th annual Golden Globes was where they used fashion, where they used the sea of black to make a statement. And a lot of people thought that it would feel too depressing or like a funeral, but it ended up being super powerful. So I read on the New York Times, Alison Brie wore a ball gown on top of cigarette pants because today was the day for women to wear pants. And I think that's really cool. Other people or other women who ended up wearing suits were Claire Foy, who played the queen in The Crown in the first two seasons, and Susan Sarandon. They both opted for the black suit. So this was just a great example of how the political climate affected the industry and how fashion was used to make a big statement. It really is a two-way street. But if we're going to get really historical, women wearing pants was a great example of how fashion was used to make a big statement. In the early 1800, or late 1800s and early 1900s, women, it was not normal for them to wear pants on a day-to-day. They were expected to be wearing dresses. But women started doing it, and it was seen as a really big statement. And now, obviously, it's something super normalized. But it showed that they didn't have to conform to societal norms and they could be their own person. And they started gaining their independence. Soon they were able to vote. They were able to earn an income. They were able to have the same jobs as men. Really wonderful things. But if we're looking at really, really recently, just last year, the fashion industry has been revolutionized because of the political climate. 
First of all, the COVID-19 pandemic made us appreciate what we have in our closets. That was something I kind of experienced where I didn't want to go out and buy just because I wanted to buy. I appreciated what I have. Um, And a lot of brands started aiming for a more sustainable mission. But that is something you have to be careful about because there is a lot of greenwashing in the fashion industry. Something else I saw a video on Vogue in a winter was talking about how the fashion industry is super wasteful. That's no secret. And how Fashion Week, people would fly out from all over the world. So many people. It was a super big thing. And not having it kind of made them realize that it's such a wasteful event if you think about it. It really, really is. And another event this year that had left, or the past year, that had a huge impact on the fashion industry was the height of the Black Lives Matter movement in June, July. Um, Fashion media sites highlighted Black voices and gave them opportunities to share their stories of racism in the fashion industry, which is something so that happened so so much and i was very surprised i i listened um on fashionable filter they had a pass the mic series and just hearing the stories it was crazy so i definitely urge you to go listen to that it's super eye opening so then another important topic i wanted to cover is how political figures all over the world have their fashion choices put under a microscope and are often seen as fashion icons First ladies like Jackie Kennedy and Michelle Obama and royals like Queen Elizabeth, Kate Middleton and Meghan Markle and Lady Diana. Um, Congresswomen have also been included at times. But now America is entering a new age with a female vice president. So with the inauguration on Wednesday, many people were excited to see what the women would be wearing per usual. But it puts Vice President Harris at a double standard. People will care about what she's wearing in addition to her politics. And she's there for her politics, not as a fashion icon. And it's something men haven't faced. You don't hear fashion critics talk about what suit the president wore to whatever. And just from her first appearance as vice president-elect... She showed that she wants to intertwine politics and fashion with her white suit as a tribute to the suffragettes. And then we take Harris's Vogue cover, which stirred up a lot of controversy because if you've seen the two option, one looks considerably less professional than the other. In the one that's a little bit less professional, she's placed in front of a green and pink background as a tribute to her sorority. She wears a black Blazer by Donald Deal, skinny jeans, her pearls, and of course her Converse sneakers. But her body and facial expressions look very unsure, very jittery. And the other cover, she stands in front of a gold background wearing a blue Michael Kors suit. She looked a lot more professional and allegedly Vogue wanted to use the first option. And She is the second most powerful person in this country, and she should be portrayed as such, even though she is known to be approachable and authentic. So it's just kind of something to think about that we're making such a big deal about her Vogue cover and her her fashion choices when she's there for the politics. And it also makes me wonder how much fashion coverage First Lady Dr. Jill Biden will receive since we know that Michelle Obama was on 12 different covers during Obama's presidency and Melania wasn't zero. 
during Trump's, um, which is something we know he was not happy about. <laughs> but back to Vice President Harris's fashion, fashion critic um, Hot Lamode, if you watch him, said it best. He said he won't hold Kamala to the same fashion standard as the male vice to the same fashion standards as like first lady since male vice presidents don't have people talking about their fashion choices and he's completely correct but that does not mean that we won't talk about the fashion we saw at the inauguration because it was a lot we saw a lot of fashion moments from many different women at the inauguration on wednesday which is something i didn't i hadn't hadn't remembered from past inaugurations. Maybe that's because I didn't pay as much attention as I did, but it's just something I didn't remember from so many women that is. Um, Starting with Dr. Biden, she wore a look by Mercarian, which is an NYC-based women's luxury label. Um, She was definitely wearing blue for Biden, to say the least. She looked really good and Biden's tie matched her dress. She looked really gorgeous, but it wasn't something that we can say fashion icon, at least right now. As for Vice President Harris's inauguration looked, she donned a purple coat dress by Christopher John Rogers. And while her garment was a very classic choice, the color definitely made her stand out in purple. We definitely have not seen male vice presidents in purple. As for other women, Ella M. Hoff, Kamala's stepdaughter, turned head. She wore a Mew Mew plaid coat with large collars and a lot of embellishments. And I'm very excited to see her grow in the spotlight. I looked in um, at her Instagram, and it's really, really cool. She commissions knitwear. She's a fashion student. So, she, so I'm excited to see what look she pulls up in in the coming um Years. I loved Natalie Biden's all pink look with a custom coat from Lafayette 148. It reminded me of Jackie Kennedy's iconic pink suit, although the day she wore that was very morbid. But I wasn't a fan of Natalie's boots. Then again, she is still 16, so it made sense. She's a young girl, but she looked very, very good. Mina Harris wore a emerald green look. I love the color green, so it really caught my eye. And as for uh, former First Lady Michelle Obama, she was in a monochromatic burgundy Sergio Hudson look. Um, she was one of the most iconic First Ladies as a whole, but also sartorially. So it's no surprise that she showed up looking amazing. As for our musicians, J-Lo and Lady Gaga also had very beautiful looks. J-Lo had a classic all-white Chanel look, and some say that it was a tribute to the all-white suffragette looks similar to uh, what um, Vice President Harris wore on her um, speech after she was elected vice president. A lot of people say Lady Gaga's look was Hunger Game inspired, but she wore... Schiaparelli, a red ball gown skirt with a black top and a gold dove detail. And then um, there was poet Amanda Gorman, and she turned heads in her Prada look, especially her large red headband. And the fashion icon that really stole the show in the coming weeks was Bernie Sanders and his recycled wool gloves and his coat which he had worn before, and a lot of people were making comments how he had worn that, but he 
he shouldn't have to come in a brand new coat. He fights for the environment and, and his, his look definitely showed that. So that's really, really awesome. But in the end, I'm very excited for this new presidency. Um, not only because I feel like we're going to see a lot more family, but also a lot more fashion moments um, than we had seen. As for what I'm wearing to dress for success, um, <laughs> it goes against everything I usually dress like, but whew, excuse me, but I am going to the gym later, so I'm prepared to do that. I'm just wearing leggings. They're green. They're sage green, which I really like. And one of my favorite sweaters that I've had for a few years literally nothing revolutionary. I don't even know why I included that, but gotta, gotta, gotta include my fits. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Maria the Star. Make sure you follow me on Instagram at Maria E.B. Brunetta. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or critiques, feel free to send me a DM. Remember, I post episodes every week. So until next time, ciao.